would like you, please, to turn in your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 2, the book of Acts, chapter 2, the Acts of the Apostles. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit. A man by the name of Luke was used of God to write down. It's a history book of the early church, the, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. But I begin this morning not with... Um, I begin this morning not with the, uh, the Bible, but with uh, today's copy of the newspaper. Uh, this is, this is uh, the Aberdeen American News. I don't know how long it's been in existence, a very long time. Um, my wife and I subscribe to the newspaper because as a pastor, I want to be aware of what's happening in the community. Sometimes the, the newspaper makes me angry. Anyone else here, does it ever make you angry at times? And, but it's important. It's important that I, uh, as, a, as a pastor, I'm aware of what's going on. Now, I don't use all of it. I use, we get the uh, digital version, but I picked up this morning the print copy. And I don't use all of this. So, so I have some extra stuff here that if you, uh, um, uh, Ken's Super Fair Foods, anybody want this flyer? Anyone? Anyone? Um, this is your chance right here. That is a uh, that is Menards. There's a Menards thing down here. Any anybody? Kens? All right. That's up here if you need it. Uh, Kohl's. Kohl's. Shopco. <laughs> Get it while it's open. All right. Uh, if you want want Shopco. All right. Um, Kessler's. Kessler's. Really good produce there. Anyone? Kessler's. It's up here. <laughs> You're losing your chance. All right. Target. Target, um, we got furniture, we have parade, no, we don't need that. Um, uh, I don't know, that's a dog, you don't want that. Um, this, coupons, coupons, come on, coupons, anyone, coupons. Boy, just no takers. All right, all right, um, um, okay, how about, comics, anyone, comics. All right, come on up here, Elise. Finally, I get a taker. You read them, I want them back when you're done, all right? You just take that. All right, um, Sports, sport, no, no, just throw that away. We don't need sports section. You know how I feel about sports. All right, hey, you know what I've got left here, other than a mess, <laughs> sorry, Lana, um, well, other than a mess here, I have the, uh, the three main sections here. I have the, uh, the front page, of course, and all that, and, uh, and the, the national news, that's the USA Today portion, and then life. And, and I just did a real cursory brief look at the uh, headlines this morning, so I'm just going just gonna to point out a few things. Front page, and I, and I, and I don't make light of this at all, but there's, there's a lot of bad news in the newspaper, isn't there? Front page, student supports, students support Groton Teen injured in wreck. I don't know this young man. Some of you do, but I do know this. This young man has some parents, and as a parent, my, my heart is broken. That's, that's, that's tough news. That's tough news. Also on the front page, presentation college, Ideas to combat enrollment decline. If you're an employee there or you attend there, then that can be some bad news. On the, on the next one, low wages continue to hamper South Dakota's workforce. You look at that, and, you, and that's an indication just of how, and some of you feel that deeply. You have a job, and we're grateful for the jobs that we have, the employment that we have, but sometimes it's still really, really difficult. We have more month than we have money. There's a lot of other things in here. Um, uh, the next page, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, obits, uh, death notices, S uh, some of them relatively young. The next page, um, it is the viewpoints or the opinion 
Uh, one, here's one title, Some Find It All Too Easy to Denigrate Women. I may read that later, Heading for the Brexit. That's a national headline that's, uh, that has to do with Great Britain. In, in, in the national news, not just local, uh, represent us, women march amid controversy. I'm, I'm not endorsing it or anything. I'm just saying that that's, that, that affects some people. Heavy snow, wind slam them. Well, uh, no news there. We know about that. Um, uh, uh, business, uh, businesses close. Uh, GoFundMe in ethics spotlight. Uh, there's an article there on the shutdown starting now month two. Um, uh, 376, this is a 376 migrants tunnel under border fence in Arizona. Here's one, blood pressure data, very hypertension guidelines, spurs debate. Well, if you read that far, you're going to have hypertension. You're going to have high blood pressure right there. And then hedge fund ownership of newspapers stokes fears. And, and then just one more section here, planning for aging, uh, subtitle. Is, is a tough talk worth having. So the challenges of, of getting older and, and uh, uh, I don't know what else, should, what should grandparents do when children won't listen to good advice? I mean, that, some of that hits really close to home. There, there's a lot here. There's a lot in the news. Now, here's the thing. While, while those, are a lot of, those are a lot of news items, well, there's a lot of news items there. There's a lot of things that don't make the headlines, aren't there? There's a lot of things that, that happen in your world, in your life, that are, are, are very real that no one or few other people will ever know about. But I'll tell you what, it's a big headline to you. It's very real to you. We could go around this room and and. and in a sense, you could write your own headline, and boy, there'd be some hard headlines. Things that are happening in your body, things that are happening in your home, maybe in your marriage, maybe in a friendship, with your finances, with your job or your business. I mean, there's just a lot of things that are really, really heavy. There are some things that you're going through right now. Some here are going through right now, and I'll tell you what, you don't want anyone to know your headline. It's hard. It's hard. Some of the things that we go through are so heavy and so, so difficult. Now, I suppose, I suppose a newspaper from 10 years ago or a newspaper from 50 years ago probably would have recorded some really bad news as well. I mean, you could go at any point in history, at any time in history, almost any day, and you're going to find some bad news. And I must tell you that if I didn't have the good news of Jesus Christ, I, I would probably despair. If I did not have the hope, if I had not surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ a number of years ago, and many times since then, right, because it's a, it's a life of surrender, were it not for the presence of Jesus Christ in my life, and were it not for the, the hope that he gives me, not only for my present, but for my future, I would despair. Anyone else on that, on that same page? We'd, we'd give up, we would say. We would just kind of put our head down and, and kind of go to the corner and wait till the, the bitter end. 
And yet we have hope in Jesus Christ, were it not for the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing. About 2,000 years ago, they didn't have newspapers then. They, They didn't have that technology. But I assure you that they had problems. I assure you that that people who lived in the time of the book of Acts faced challenges that were comparable to or in some ways greater than some of the challenges that we face. They had problems in their family, problems in their marriages, problems in in their finances, problems in their economy, problems in their politics. They had problems in their society. They had problems in their environment. They had all kinds of challenges that were before them. We kind of look back sometimes and we we forget just how difficult it must have been for many people back then. Challenges that would make some of ours perhaps even pale in comparison. Real challenges, big issues, and I'm sure there were times when people then as now we're almost to the point of despair. How do we get through this? How do we get through this this challenge that is before us right now? How do we get past this this wall, this this impasse of, of, of great difficulty? How do we do this? Is there hope? Is there someone who can help me get through this? Is there a way out? Now, I can say that with assurance because, like many of you, I kind of get a little bit of a handle on human nature, and though 2,000 years have passed, people are largely still the same. What they face then, we face now. Much of what we face now, they face then. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 records... Now, uh, an annual event on the Jewish calendar called Pentecost. Pentecost. Uh, You may notice from the prefix, penta, that it indicates five, or in this case, 50. Um, Pentecost was a, a holy day on the Jewish calendar that was celebrated exactly 50 days after Passover. If they had a big event, the biggest event on the Jewish calendar was Passover. Pentecost was exactly 50 days after. And it was on Pentecost, it was on Pentecost when Jewish people from a lot of different regions, because even at this point, Jews were spread in a lot of different places, not just in Judea, or some in Samaria or Galilee further north in the surrounding area, but often people came from a wide range of places, a lot of different regions, gathering together in Jerusalem to worship God together at the temple. Now, that being said, just a little bit of background, here's how Acts chapter 2, and you can listen with me, there's a lot that I'm going to read. Um, Acts chapter 2, beginning with verses 1, through 21, reads this way. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They would be uh, the disciples, the followers of Jesus. Uh, Not just the disciples, but others. About 120 people together in one place. Verse 2, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. And filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Verse 8, then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language, Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pergia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Verse 12, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Verse 14 says, then Peter, Peter's one of the disciples. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, <clears throat> excuse me, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel some several hundred years before. And here now he begins to quote the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone, he's still quoting Joel, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He declares this. He's inspired by the Holy Spirit because he has now been filled with the Holy Spirit. He's operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and now he says this, he quotes this from the prophet Joel. He continues to preach. There's more to it here. He continues to preach and the results are amazing. Luke chapter 24, we looked at it last week. Jesus said that he would send his Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I am going to leave you, but I am going to send you a counselor or a comforter. He, sa he said, I'm going to give you the promised Holy Spirit. And they were to go and wait in Jerusalem until they were clothed. Remember, that's what we read from last week. And he said, you are to go to Jerusalem and you are to wait until you are clothed with power from on high. Well, that all happened. Jesus ascended into heaven. They went back to Jerusalem. They were waiting together. And on this day, a day called Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And the world has never been the same since then. Here in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit arrived. We just read the account of the Holy Spirit 
arriving. It says he came with a noise like a violent wind. Can you imagine? Well, we know what violent winds are here, but can imagine that. It, it's, it's in a closed-in spot, and all of a sudden, it, it sounds like, I, I don't know if there was, but it sounded like a violent wind, and with something that resembled fire that rested on each person in the room. Now, that must have been something to both see and hear. It affected their senses. They saw something they'd never seen before. They heard something unlike they'd heard before. The Holy Spirit came in power. And then verse 4, we read this a moment ago, verse 4 says, all of them, that's a quote, it says, all of them began speaking languages they had not learned. And, and it lists them there, at least 15 different languages from 15 different regions. Again, all of these people had come together from all of these different places, many of them speaking those native tongues that from which the, the, the region from which they came. And now all of a sudden, they hear people speaking in a language that they had never learned, and they, in that language, are telling people about the message of Jesus Christ. Now, I'll tell you what, that had to be an extremely memorable and, and high point day, if you will, uh, for every person who was inside the room. We know from elsewhere that there were about 120 people inside the room who were filled with the Holy Spirit that day, who experienced these manifestations, about 120 people. And it was an amazing day for every person who was inside that upper room. But it was also amazing for people outside the room. You know, sometimes we focus just on the 120 who were inside the room, but what about the people who were just the, the many people, more people who were outside the room? Because for the first time, think of this, for the first time, many people heard the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ in their own language. Wouldn't it be interesting, now we don't know, there's no record of it, but wouldn't it be interesting, you know, that, that, that person from Crete, I don't know what they spoke in Crete, they spoke Cretan, I don't, you know, something like that. Wouldn't it be interesting to hear the message translated in what was being spoken in the, in the Cretan language, and all of a sudden that person hears it, and they're going, that's, I want to know more. They hear about Jesus Christ. And the person who, you know, is from the, the, the Parthian, and, and they're hearing it in, in, in Parthian. person from Egypt, they're hearing it in that local dialect. They're hearing this. They're experiencing it. It's significant. This, this is what was happening to the people outside the room. Now, this is very significant because it shows how the message of Jesus Christ, listen to me, it shows how both the message of Jesus Christ and the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, was never meant to be confined to one place and one time. It says it spilled out. The people outside heard it. In other words, it wasn't, you, to experience this, you have to go inside the upper room and get it there. No, people are understanding that now this is for people outside the room, for people who had never heard it before. It was never meant, the power of the Holy Spirit and the message of Jesus Christ was never meant to be confined to one place and one time. So again, it changed the people both who were inside the room 
and the people who were outside the room as the Holy Spirit moved, as Holy Spirit power flowed out. Lives began to be changed that day because now for the first time in history, it was, it was for everyone. The move of the Holy Spirit was for everyone. You will see examples in the Old Testament, a few here and a few there, just very remote and, 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 and almost exclusive occurrences where the Spirit of God would move on people. But now from the day of Pentecost forward, God desires to move on everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus. It wasn't limited to just a few. He was for everyone. Indication of this is later on, after Peter finished the message, he, he gives a, an opportunity for response. And verse 41 says that after Peter spoke, about 3,000 people came to Christ and they were baptized that day. Now you think about that. The church grew from a confirmed number that we know of 120 people, a number of those being Jesus' family, his mother, um, uh, a few other followers of his that are mentioned by name, uh, the disciples, the 11 surviving disciples. But it goes from 120 to 3,120 in one day. Later on in the book of Acts, just a short time later, it says that every day, followers of Christ were being added to their number. Why is that? Because the power of the Holy Spirit was doing something that they could have never done on their own. But because many people, think about the, the, just the, the, the sequence of this, because many people were only visiting the city, some eventually returned to those regions, and they took with them the message of Jesus Christ. So the, the person from Egypt, the person from Crete, the person from Parthia, the, 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 the person from Libya, they, they, they heard the message, but Jerusalem was not their home. And so they go back to those communities and they take with them the message of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And if somehow we, and we can't, maybe someday, but right now we can't, but if somehow we could see a map of how the church began to expand, you would see pockets of, of growth and, 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 and the Spirit of God being poured out and lives being changed and families being changed and destinies being changed as the message and the power of Jesus Christ goes out. The world began to change that day. The world began to change that day. And the prophecy from Joel that Peter quoted continues, and here's, here's how it relates to us, it continues to this day. It is not by might, it is not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. I want you to hear that again. The, 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 the Lord, speaking through the prophet Joel, Peter quoting him, said, it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by the Spirit of God, says the Lord. What that means is, then and now, is that our world, our world is not eternally changed by simple human might or power. It is changed as people have the message of Christ in them and the power of the Holy Spirit upon them. 
That's how our world has changed. Now, let me say something. I, I, I think that there are certain things that we can do, and, and I'm very grateful for I'm very grateful for godly leaders, and I'm very grateful that we live in a society in which we can elect people to high office. I'm very grateful that we can do things in our community that make our community better. I'm very grateful that we can do what we can to create a society that is better, perhaps, hopefully, than it was the way that we found it. But let me tell you something. In regards to any eternal thing, there's only one person who can affect any change, and that is the power of Jesus Christ. We have the message of Christ that eternally changes people. It's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by the Spirit of God. It's by His power that, that change is going to be affected in our world. You know, the world around us, uh, you know, I, I read some of the headlines, and, and let me tell you, I, I just chose today, I didn't know until I got up this morning, of course, what was going to be in the newspaper, and this is a pretty light day. It's a pretty light day. I mean, there are some headlines that are a lot heavier than some of those that I read, but I'll tell you what, that's just a small indication. Our world is a mess. Our world is a mess. Now, I'm grateful to be alive, and I'm grateful that I'm here, and and, you know, God used me in the time that I have. But I'm telling you, our world is a mess, and our nation's a mess. I, I, I'm grateful for our nation, and I'm grateful for, for many of our leaders. But I'll tell you what, our, our nation, we're, we're in, a, in, a, in a heap of hurt. And while we should do everything that we can on an electoral basis to to affect change. You know what the hope is for our nation? The hope is Jesus Christ. Because what we need is not just another leader. What we need is not just another policy. What we need is not just a, 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 another program. What we need is lives to be eternally changed by the power of Jesus Christ. And that, in turn, will change our world. There are certain things that, that no policy, that no procedure, that no person can ever change, but only the power of the Holy Spirit. We serve Him. I just want to bring some clarity to this situation. The news everywhere is that countless people are in absolute bondage to so many things. You read the headlines, and I, and I, did, I didn't see any headlines in regards to meth, but you've seen some of the numbers. I've heard some of the numbers just in the last couple of days, in the last couple of weeks. I mean, some of the, some of the, 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 the drug use, I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember some of the stuff in the, in the 70s and how things were, were going up. I'll tell you what, it is epidemic right now. It's very real. Doing a little bit of traveling, I had a leadership meeting this week. Uh, for the assemblies of God, and I was traveling, and I and I stopped. I won't say where, but I stopped at two different places just to fill up with fuel. And both time, and you, once you see it, you can identify. And both times, I saw persons who were deeply affected by drugs. This is in South Dakota. How many families here? A family member of yours, maybe you, maybe a family member, a loved one, a friend, has been affected by the. It's called the opioid epidemic. I mean, these are people in bondage. 
I'm not giving them a pass. I I am saying that they're looking for something. We have the answer, but they're trying to find peace and hope and strength and fortitude in something else. And they they become exposed to these things. But but I'll tell you what, there's a greater need. How about about pornography? I, I saw some of the statistics this last week on pornography and how it's epidemic in our in our society, how it's epidemic and, and, and how it's affecting people's lives and people's relationship. That's real stuff. And it's dangerous and it's deadly. How many people are there that are absolutely bound and Jesus wants to do a work, but they're bound? How about people in alcohol? I'll tell you what, folks, I'm going to say it. I hate it. I hate it. You should have nothing to do with it. Now, that, some of you are going to say, well, I'm leaving here. I'm not going to. Well, that's fine, but I'm going to say it. It's destroyed too many people. There's hardly a day that goes by as a pastor that I don't see some kind of destruction that is directly connected to alcohol. I hate it. People are bound in it. How about sexual perversions? I won't go through the whole list, but there are so many things that were once considered immoral, things that were once considered abnormal, things that were once considered perverse, but now are not only passed on and accepted, but celebrated. How many people do you know who have been affected? Not, and, and sometimes it's not just the perpetrators, but, but how, many, how many people have been wounded by it? How many people do you know that have been wounded or crushed by someone or by something who is in some kind of bondage. You know, I don't know all of those people from Cappadocia and Pontus and some of those other, I don't know what they were facing, but I'm thinking that when the power of God came into their lives, it didn't just stir their emotions, it changed their life. Our greatest need in our nation Our greatest need in our nation is a true, deep, and spiritual revival that moves across and begins to change people's lives at a core level. So often we shoot at the flames and we forget about the fire. The effects of destruction are all around us and many kinds of destruction, again, many kinds of destruction never make the news. You heard the prophetic word this morning. There are people who are right now in a battle. There are people right now in this room and you are in a spiritual battle of epic proportions. You're facing some things right now that you've never faced before and it's heavy and it's hot and it's difficult and you're wondering if you're gonna be able to make it. Some of you right now, there's a war for your soul going on. This is serious stuff. And lives need to be changed. So many things never make the news. So many things will never receive a headline, but they will destroy every day. Every day. I am reminded (coughs) as a fellow follower of Jesus Christ, every day we are reminded how we need His power. I want you to say that word with me. Power. Say it with me. Power. Say it again. Power. We need power. Because we're so often powerless. On our own, we're powerless. We need his power. Jesus said this. In Act, just We read from Acts chapter 2. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, uh, Luke records some of his words in Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, 
Jesus said we would, quote, receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So it's not just, oh, I have the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. No, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And if there isn't power, then I question if the Holy Spirit is moving in you. Because they go together. Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, not just passing over you, not just you know brushing against you. No, let me read it again. If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies or your physical bodies because of God's Spirit who lives in you. So often we separate or we divorce a person's body from their spirit. And and it says here in Romans chapter 8 that there's a connection, that if the Spirit of God dwells within us, then it, 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 it not only does a work on our spirit, but He works in our mortal bodies. How many people are pushed around be, and, and who, who continually yield themselves to the work of the enemy because they fail to understand that, that, that the Spirit of God can work in me and give me power in my physical body and in my mind to say yes or to say no to the, to the right things, say no to the wrong things. He affects how we live so that our personal headlines are different, so that the end of our story and all of the chapters from the beginning to the end are different because of the power of the Holy Spirit who is operating in us. I don't know about you, but I want that kind of power. I want that kind of power. I want His power. I don't want the Holy Spirit to be just a tagline of, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Well, we know God the Father, we understand. God the Son, yeah, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. I don't really, so I'll just kind of leave that alone. I don't want that. I want the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. I want Him to operate in me. To do a work in me. Listen, you need to know. You need to know that the Spirit of God who miraculously set people free from hellish bondage back then still sets people free today. That when we read about people who were possessed by demonic spirits and how they were delivered then, He still does it today. People who were physically, miraculously physically healed in their bodies and in their minds back then, He still does that today. We need to know that the Holy Spirit who supernaturally directed and protected and enlightened believers back then desires, still desires to direct and protect and enlighten believers today. Listen, the fullness of the Holy Spirit began with those people on a day called Pentecost nearly 2,000 years ago. The fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit that began with them was never meant to stop with them. It was never meant to be contained in a time called Pentecost 
and a place called the upper room. It was never meant to be confined to that place or that time or to that city. Now the enemy of your souls, listen to me, this is very important. The enemy of our souls would like you to think that what they experienced was only for that time and place. And I've heard that and some of you have heard it as well. That the way that God moved back then, he no longer moves today. You must reject that for the lie that it is. Can you imagine how cruel, imagine how cruel it would be for God to to give us the book of Acts and the Gospels because we see the power of God in the Gospels. In fact, we see the power of God in the Old Testament. Wouldn't it be cruel of God to show us all of those things where there was power, Holy Spirit power over sickness and over disease and, 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 and over demonic bondage and, and over these, these life hang-ups and to see how God operated then. And then he says, oh, you still have those problems, but we no longer have a solution today. So read about the good old days and, 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 and say, wow, wasn't that wonderful back then, but you don't have the power today. No, that's not how it is. What he did then, he desires to do now, but he only will do it through people who are willing to say, Lord, use me. Use me. Empower me. I trust you to use me in the way that you used them back then. God gave us his Holy Spirit to help us live for him and to affect the world around us. He's given us his Holy Spirit to help us live for him and to tell the good news to other people. A few weeks ago, some nerve in my back became uh, pinched. And, uh, and uh, I, I, I called up Dr. Ryman got an appointment, but it was going to be some hours. It was hurting the night before, it hurt while I was sleeping, it was hurting that morning. So uh, I went and got a heating pad and plugged it into the wall and put it back there and turned it on medium and uh, waited for the, the relief to come, right? Uh, two hours later, uh, the heating pad was just barely warm. So I turned it up, just turned it up, turned it on high, increase the heat. And, 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 and another hour goes by and still nothing, thinking this thing is just not working very well. And I realized that the wall switch that controls the wall socket in that room was not on. <clears throat> I was plugged in and, and I thought I had power, but I didn't have power. I, 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 thought that, I thought that it was working, but really what it was, the heat that was on the heating pad was not from the heating pad. It was from me. It was about 98 degrees. That's how warm that thing was. I'm doing it on my own. And I'm not getting any relief. It's not helping me. I thought I was plugged in <coughs> to the power. I thought I was connected, but I wasn't. My wife threw, turned the switch on, and man, within five minutes, I'm turning that bad boy down. And it hit me. How many people are there that need help, need hope, need strength, need relief, need healing? 
And they think that they have it. And they think that, yeah, I can. But really, all they're doing is just, just they're, you're, you're doing it on your own. And I'll tell you what, you're getting no place. I'll tell you, folks, we need, to, we need to connect to a power that is beyond ourself. Boy, you get me angry. People say, the answer is within you. Boy, you in a world are hurt if you think the answer is within you. Or I hear people say, you need to look within yourself. Boy, I look within myself and there's nothing good. I need to look outside myself. Look to the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to just go through the motions and think I'm plugged. I want to plug in. I want to be connected to Him. My friends, the Holy Spirit and His power are available to believers today. If you hear nothing else, please hear that. The Holy Spirit and His power is available to believers today. Don't just read the book of Acts as a history book. Rather, look at it as a template of what God desires to do in us and through us today. Today. To do now what He did then. My my friends, the task we have is great. Boy, there are days when I get up and I say, Lord, the task is so great. There are so many lost people in this region. There are so many hurting people in this region. There are so many hurting people in our church. There are days when it's just almost overwhelming. But then I have hope because I know that greater is he who is within me than he who is within this world. And that it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit, says the Lord. And I find my strength in Him. Our task is great. The challenges we have are great. But we were never meant to do it on our own. I want you to stand with me. Would you please cross this room? I'm going to ask our, our musicians if they will come. Last week you were here. We opened this up for a place of prayer. Listen, my friends. We're going to sing a song called Deeper, and I want you to listen to these words. But I want you, some of you, I want, I want you to listen to it as you're stepping forward. Just, just as you're stepping forward, because here, here's what I want. Sometimes we go, well, I need to do certain things when I, when I want more of God. Listen, all you have to do to begin with, all you have to do to begin with is just say, Lord, I want more of you. And sometimes even just stepping forward is in an act of faith to say, Lord, I want to go, I want to go deeper. I want to go higher. I want to go further than I have before. And so often we think, man, I have so far to go. Yeah, yeah, you do. And so do I. Oh man, I have so far to go. And what he desires to do in me is not done yet. And, 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 I can, I, and sometimes we get down on ourselves. We go, I have so far to go. Listen, you have only one thing to do and that is take the next step in front of you. Press in. Jesus desires to fill you with his Holy Spirit. He desires to empower you with his Holy Spirit. So in, in a moment, we're going to come and I just want you to say, Lord, just fill me with your spirit. What happens after that, we're going to leave to him, but you just you come yielded. You just come yielded. And he will, he, he desires to pour himself into you. He desires to use you in ways that you previously thought unthinkable. Previously considered unthinkable. There's a world to change. And he wants to use you. He wants to change your world. 
It's going to happen in his strength, not in yours. Some of you have been doing your own heat and pad. It's not working. You're looking for something. You need to go outside yourself. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We desperately need the power of the Holy Spirit. So in a moment, we're going to open up these altars. I don't want you to wait for anyone. I'm about to pray our closing prayer. We're going to close. If you need to, if you absolutely need to go, then you go. But these musicians are going to lead us. We're going to just continue to praise the Lord. Many of you, I believe, are going to step forward because you're just going to pray this. Lord, I don't know what you want to do in me. I just want more of you. I yield myself to you. You come up over this area, just kick those newspapers under the pew. But I want us to do that. Are you ready? We're going we're gonna to pray and sing in just a moment. Lord Jesus, I commit these people to you. All that you desire to do in us in these moments ahead, Lord, we give ourselves to you. Surrender, Lord. We surrender it all to you. We surrender ourselves to you. Do in us what you desire to do in us. We yield to you our will, our desires, our plans, our purposes, all of it, Lord. We yield it to you. So now, Lord, move in us as we step forward, as we gather around these altars, as we turn where we are in prayer, as we worship you. Oh, God, we need more of you change our world. We need more of you to change our world, to change us. So we give ourselves to you now, Lord. And so in the moments ahead or in the hours ahead as we leave this place, may we leave empowered and energized, plugged in to you, your spirit dwelling within us mightily. Change us, change our world through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's gather together as we sing.
there's still room at the altar. If you're feeling like you should be down here right now, get down here because God has something extra special for you this morning. He has something for you. Press in. Press in. The presence of the Lord is here and is strong. Is strong. He wants you. He wants to give you more of himself. He wants to give you more of his presence. But it's up to you. Take the first step. Take that first step forward and say, God, I don't know what you want, and I may be a little scared right now. But I'm going to step forward, believing in faith that you're not going to do anything to freak me out too much. But God, you have more for me today. Because there are people up here praying for people. And you come forward, and Jesus has something awesome for you. Because he's got more of 